those of you that are watching this on the replay thank you so much for taking the time to do that as always those of you that are with me normally monday through friday on gdt time how y'all doing right and i see that reconnect but it still looks like we didn't lose it like we got it back so we just gonna keep it going right nothing but the devil so you know he ain't gonna get no credit no acknowledgement up in here because we come in monday through friday to glorify our god right that's how we do it around here uh those of you that are with me normally monday through friday on gdt time um you know it was prayer ministry tonight so i'm coming in a little bit later than normal right i walked right in hit the button actually still no wonder um I'm getting, oh my goodness, it's warm in here. All right, let's get into this, right? Tonight, we're talking about God's eight-step recovery plan, right? We all need recovery in our lives. There's different things that, you know, we may have recovered from in the past, things that uh, you may be in transition right now, or you may be at the point in saying, where do I start? How do I get through this, right? You know, I always like to frame everything with a scriptural foundation, right? So let's look at it here. For those that like to follow along, with the word, we're going to be using Luke 5, 12, and 13, right? Luke 5, 12, and 13, that's where we're coming from with tonight's word, right? So let's look at it. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean, and immediately the leprosy left him, right? So one of the great, what this scripture, it falls in line to me. Hey, Sarah, with one of the, you know, the Bible has so many great principles in it, right? But one of the principles, if you're looking, doing a, digging a little bit deeper, as I like to say, into this scripture, you know, this says God does not play favorites, right? Um, so it, it, under the great principles. God does not play favors. You know how we like to say, well, she's getting favoritism over me and he's getting favorited over me. I got overlooked because she's the favorite, right? We've all been there, done that, or at least thought it. If we didn't speak it out loud, we've at least thought it, right? Um, so let's look here. And, and the scripture that actually goes with that, hey, Julie B, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody that's coming in. Sorry about the delay. I was trying to get this thing going, but it was giving me the blues tonight, right? Our scriptural text for those just coming in, we're in Luke 5, uh, 12 and 13. And let's look here. The scripture that I want to use to frame out, um, God does not play favorites. If we look at Romans 2 and 11, and I love the message translation, right? If you go against the grain, you get splinters. Regardless of which neighborhood you're from, what your parents taught you, what schools you attended, but if you embrace the way God does things, there are wonderful payoffs, again, without regard to where you are from or how you were brought up. Being a Jew won't give you an automatic stamp of approval. God pays no attention to what others say or what you think about you. He makes up his own mind, right? The New King James Version of that translates um, and says, for there is no partiality with God. The New Living Translation says the same thing. Hey, J9, for God does not show favoritism, right? Um, so he's he, he doesn't sit and say, you know what? I think I'm going to pick Sarah this time. I like Sarah a little bit, but she did a little bit better last week than J9 did. So I think I'm going to go with Sarah. That's not how God works, right? And we see that 
as we frame under the scripture with the lepers, right? So the leper went to him and said, Lord, if you are willing, make me clean. So Jesus reaches out his hand and says, I am willing, be clean. So he didn't play favorites. He didn't look around and say, you know what? But there's a blind man over here. You know, you've been had this leprosy for a while. So I think I'm going to choose the blind man over you. That's not how any of this works with God, right? Hey, Kels, glad to see you. Y'all just in time, right? So the thing that we have to remember, God will do for us what he has done for others. If we meet the same conditions the others met, right? Because we always see the end result. But what we don't see a lot of the times is what a person has been through. What are the challenges, right? What rules did they follow? What rule book did they play by, right? Because we know anything that we're trying to figure out, anything that we're trying to accomplish, the rule book that we're going to use the first to say, Ooh, what does the word say about this, right? Hey, Mel, glad to see you. Oh, I love seeing all my family in the building, right? That's the, the, the first rule book that we play by or that we should be playing by to say, let's see what the scripture says about this, right? Before we go trying to talk to Pookie Loretta, putting all our business, you are in, uh, in 19 paragraphs on Facebook to see what the people on Facebook got to say about it, right? First, we should consult the word. So just remember, God will do for you what he's done for others, right? if we will meet the same conditions, right? Have to remember that. So let's look here. If we look, and also looking at Luke 5, 12 and 13, it, it illustrates, you know, that there's a pattern necessary to follow to reclaim that wholeness. We're talking about recovery tonight, right? God's eight-step recovery plan. And actually, after I put this together, got the graphic all together, because there's four steps prior before we even get to recovery. Y'all know I love my acronyms, right? Those of you that like to take notes, um... I'm going to break recovery down for you, right? But once I said, man, I got four steps prior to that. So this actually should have been the 12 step, right? God's 12 step recovery plan. But let's look here. Step one, admitting that you have a problem, right? That you cannot fix, right? Let's look at the leper, his qualifiers, right? Skin changes, parts missing, right? Uh, not able, you know, they're not able to feel pain. Hey, Trish, glad to see you, Alice. I love you, girl. Um, and I hope you're not... Um, feeling too bad this afternoon, right? Um, admitting that you have a problem that you can't fix, like the leper, right? Saying, you know, you're having all the skin changes, the parts missing, you know, the smell that goes along with it. And then if we relate that, like I like to do, pull it forward, look at it, you know, in our life, there's that emptiness. There may be the numbness, right? That oversensitivity, right? Or you may just look and say, my life stinks, right? Relating that to the leper. Man, my life just stinks right now. We can look at it like that but also keep it in mind there's no help for a person who can't recognize or unwilling to admit that they need help we know that's one of the foundational principles in what the AA program right first of all in in the drug treatment programs or the um, AA admitting that you have a problem admitting that you need help right saying you know what God as much as I want to try and fix this on my own I've tried to fix this with anything and everybody Body, but I can't fix it admitting that there's a problem and then also keeping in mind 
the debts of sin, right? Uh, uh, create problems that without God, we can't solve. Some of those debts, you know, guilt, fear, loneliness, you know, embarrassment, shame, blame, you know, those are the debts that come along with sin. So if you want to, those that like to take notes and you list that down, those are the debts that fall under that. And sometimes we charge ourselves a heavy debt, right? Especially if it was something that we're like, man, I got that nudge, that nudge from the Holy Spirit, and I knew I shouldn't have listened to so-and-so. I knew I shouldn't have, I knew I shouldn't have answered that phone and got pulled into that. I knew I shouldn't have went that way. Right, Sarah? Come on now. Right? So, and we we tax ourselves real heavy. We charge a heavy debt on ourselves, right? And, and we end up with all those different emotions and feelings that we're dealing with, right? Step two under that, recognizing and acknowledging God's ability to help make you whole, to bring you in to that recovery, right? God created the world and all that is in it from the smallest to the greatest, right? The leper realized that and said he realized who Jesus was. He realized the power and said, you can make me clean. I don't need him. I don't need him. I don't need this man sitting behind me. I don't need the man over there, you know, selling the chicken. I need you, Jesus. You can make me clean, right? Jesus, the son of God. That that's who I need. And if we look here, need a whooping, being hard-headed, right? Hey, mom, water's glad to see you, right? Hard head. You know what the old folks used to say back in the day? A hard head makes a soft what? Bleepity bleep, bleep, bleep. You can put in whatever you want right there, right? And my grandma used to always tell me that tar, you know, a hard head makes a, you know, my grandma used to cuss like a sailor. So you never knew what word she was going to put at the end of that statement. So uh, y'all just fill in what you want, but y'all know what, it, uh, what the saying goes, right? But if we look here at Mark 3 and 11, whenever the evil spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, you are the son of God, recognizing and acknowledging his power, right? His power to recover, his power to heal us when we're going through something. Luke 22 and 70, they all asked, are you then the son of God, he replied, you are right in saying I am right. I just love the way he responded. Don't y'all love reading through, um, uh, you know, I say he was the clapback King long before we even came with the term clapback, the way he used to come with it. And he was just answer so smooth, right? You are right in saying I am. Can you just hear that? So then here, if we look at um, also 1 John 4, 15, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him and he in God, just acknowledging, right? Recognizing God's ability to bring you into that recovery mode, right? Getting you back up. You know how when you've lost data or your computer starts crashing and you're like, Lord, I done lost all my documents. I've lost all my music. I've lost everything, right? And saying how... Ooh, what am I going to do, right? God is the one that we call on for when we have a data dump in our life, when we need that recovery. Step three, praying, right? No shortcuts, no substitution. Uh, uh, trying to get around, getting down and praying, right? Prayer is the God-appointed way uh, to reach out and say, um, let me tap into that power, right? Sarah says, them verily, verily will get you together. Come on now. 
I love it. I love every time I read it. And sometimes I have to go back and highlight it or print it out and put it on a post-it note because just some of his responses, right? And you can put those in your back pocket because you never know when you need them. So that way when somebody comes at you the wrong way, you can respond to them in a holiness way. Hey, Pastor Monique, glad to see you, sis. You can respond in them a holy way and say, well, my God's word responded this way, so I'm, I'm going to respond to you the same way, right? But prayer is the God appointed way to be able to touch the power of God for your needs, right? Passionate prayer, ooh, that's a mighty, mighty force, you know? And prayer ain't just for the saints. It's for the ain'ts also. You can go to him. Again, he is not a God that um, shows favoritism. We, You know, we looked at that in Romans 2.11. For God does not show favoritism. Uh, the New King James Version, for there is no partiality with God, right? Come on now. So, even for the saints and the ain'ts, you can go to him in prayer because prayer we know is a mighty, mighty force. And remembering change is directly equal to the willingness that you, to the point that you're willing to humble yourself. If you're looking for a major, major change, if you're saying, I need recovery from the rooter to the tutor, I need my whole life flipped upside down, washed, cleaned out, remodeled, refolded, whatever you need done, you got to say, okay, at to what level, to what degree am I willing to humble myself? Or as my old Baptist pastor said, humble. How, how how low are you willing to humble yourself and say, I am nothing. I cannot do this. God, you're going to have to take the wheel and you can drive as fast as you want uh, at whatever speed your will allows. But you know what? I give up. I humble myself. I bow to you, your glory and your power, right? And saying, you know what? I can't make another move until I've went into prayer about this. And again, finding your quiet space. Or it may require, I've heard people say, you know what? For three days, I just took me three days and all I did was pray, read the word, prayer fast, right? People going on prayer fast. I'm just going to pray, read the word. I ain't got time for nothing else because I know my God, the word doesn't come back to him void, right? So I know if I go into uh, effective, fervent prayer, the way the word tells me, I know this will work out. My faith is that strong. My anchor is that deep, right? And then step four, believing God is willing to meet your need of recovery, to take care of whatever problem that it is, right? God is willing and able, right? The problem and you may be at that point where you're saying, well, my faith ain't that strong. That's all right. That is okay. Go in with your prayer, but you know, and saying, you know what? I'm going to put this thing out. I'm going to put it out here. My faith will not waver. I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to stand solid. Hey, welcome back, Mom Waters, right? And look here, the words of Jesus. Let's look at this passage, right? Settles one big question that a lot of people have. Let's look at John 6, 37 through 40. However, those that come to... Uh, Hold on. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. Right? The saints and the ain'ts. I will never reject them, for I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will, right? And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see his Son and believe in him shall have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Believing God is willing to meet 
every single need. That passage of scripture right there encompasses everything. That should just remove all doubt and say, yep, his word says it right there. And when you start praying it back, for, uh, God, your word says right here in John 6, uh, 37, the father has given me those that will come and will never reject them. So I know you're not rejecting me right now, right? That's how you pray that. I'm telling you, pray his word back. When you ain't sure what to pray, open it up and say, Lord, I'm going to just pray with your word. This is what I'm going to do. Thank you, Lord, for loving us regardless. Come on, Sarah. Right, Kelly, the saints and the ain'ts. It's for everybody, right? He does not reject. He does not show favoritism. He loves, accepts, forgives, heals, delivers, and transforms, right? Look here, Matthew 9, 29. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, it will be done to you, right? What about those that never have a chance to hear the word? That's where we come in, right? That's where we come in. Look at this platform right here. I could sit here and say, well, I don't have a church. I don't have a pulpit. But look how many people I'm able to reach with this ministry, right? I don't have to be inside of four walls. I can reach many, many people. Coming outside the four walls and reaching people, there's so many ways to reach people, right? Um... Oh, that's a whole, Mel, we might have to do a scope on that one right there. That's a good question. Um, God says, I come to restore and fix the broken pieces. I came to put it back together, right? Super glue, mm -mm, that does not work. Can a Hindu that never hears the Bible be saved? Oh, to the we. Hold on a minute. Now, right, mm, mm, mm. let me show y'all how God works. My confirmation that I'm on the right path. You know, we had prayer ministry tonight. Thank you for asking that question. Y'all, hold on. I'm finna step off to the side right here. Now, here's my prayer list from tonight. Um, mm, mm, mm. Look up here. Now, on the back, under specific needs, one of the things that we had to pray for Oh my gosh, and I'm not going to call the person's name. Um, said person's brother, who is Hindu from Trinidad, visited our church on Sunday. He asked for prayer for his brother-in-law, I'm not going to read the name, who has been missing in Trinidad since September the 1st. Foul play is suspected. There's your answer to the Hindu question. This man, uh, the first name, um, the brother, that came in who is Hindu from Trinidad was led to the, mm, come on God, ooh, right on the prayer list tonight. Mm, mm, mm. He was led to our church because his brother fell off on a construction job, broke his neck, snapped his spine. His brother who should have been dead is now in recovery. Whoo! He is in recovery. So that's said to Hindu brother who says, What's this Jesus you talking about? What's this God you talking about that can heal? I know my brother should not be here. His whole neck was snapped in half. It, it, it was the whole, I'm telling y'all, this man, the whole, his head, mm, the whole neck, I mean, snap. The way you take, the, do, they do the poor chickens before they put them in the grease, right? His whole neck, his spine, torn all in pieces. But this man is on the recovery, getting ready to go up in therapy. So his Hindu brother, Brother said, wait a minute. Mm-mm. I know this was not the doctor. The doctor, yeah. The doctors had, you know, they went in, did what God guided them to do, but mm, 
Wait a minute. Come on now. Ooh-wee. Thank you for that question. What's that? Nokie-dokie. Mm-hmm. See, proved the point right there. See, I love it when God sends somebody through my scope and I can say, oh, wait a minute. Because we just talked about that. That was on the prayer list for tonight. Ooh, praise God. Come on now. So the Hindu brother is like, mm-mm. I got to go see because I know this wasn't all the doctors. This wasn't all medicine. This is a miracle that my brother is still alive. Come on, Sarah. Miracle signs and wonders manifested to glorify God. Come on now. That's how this works. See? That's how it works right there. That mm, mm, mm. Let me get back on track here, right? God says I came to restore and fix broken pieces. I came to put it back together. Super glue, mm -mm, you can put that to the side. Gorilla glue, God is saying I come with the Holy Ghost power to put you back together again, to get you into that recovery, to repair what the devil tried to restore, right? And, and we need to quit looking at the wound and start looking for the restoration. Sometimes we get so caught up looking at all the wounds and all the like this gonna leave a scar no we already need to look ahead and believe 100% and say I have faith I ain't worried about the wound I'm getting ready to start counting my blessing for the restoration right quit looking at the scars and just say God make me over I know you got this, right? Let's look at this. He repaired me. I'm going to start celebrating my restoration in advance. That in advance. That's how deep my anchor is planted. I'm going to celebrate my restoration, my recovery ahead of time because I know my God's got it, right? And, and, and what happens when you get something repaired and then you end up taking it back? And they're like, well... We can't fix it. We've tried everything. Most of the time it ends up in the junkyard, but God says, uh-uh, I don't throw nobody away because when I come in, I fix it and it's fixed. It's a set. It's a done deal, right? And, and you don't have to go get a second opinion. You don't have to take a populist vote on it. God is saying, I'm restoring it. I can fix it, right? Repair. Let's look at the eight steps here for his recovery. Those that like to take notes, here is your R, right? Rely on the power of God and admit that your own power is not enough to manage your own life. That's your R. Rely, reliance on the power of God and admitting that your own power is not enough. It does not measure up. Start with the interest in who God is. Come on, Sarah, right? Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are the pure, uh, poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Reliance on God, right? You ready for your E? Here's your E encourage yourself through the spirit of God in prayer. Matthew 5, 4, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. There is your E, right? The R, reliance. The E, encourage. Encourage yourself through the spirit of God in prayer. Your C, commit, commitment. Commit your life and your will to Christ's control. Matthew 5, 5, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Hey, Sister Miriam, glad to see you. Right? So your R, reliance. Your E, encouragement. Your C, commitment. Your O, you ready for it? Obey God's word rather than the desires of the flesh. Matthew uh, 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So the O is obeying God's word, right? 
right? It's one thing to read it, but it's a whole different walk. It's a whole different talk when you actually humble yourself and start obeying. It may hurt a little bit. It may sting a little bit. You may be walking on the path by yourself. You may be the only one over here on road B and everybody else said they're going to take road A. But you're like, you know what? My God's word says this, so I'm going to keep taking this road right here. I'm going to remain in obedience, right? Here's the V. Voluntarily help others in need when you're in a position um, or have the power to do it. Matthew 5, 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. That's your V. So we got your R, reliance. Your E, encourage. Your C, commitment. Your O, obey. Your V, voluntarily. Help others in need when you are in a position or have the power to do so. Here's the next E. Examine your heart and repent for all of your sins. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Here's the next R, redeem. Start redeeming the time that you have to form good relationships, right? With any and all, if possible. Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Start making peace. Start picking up the phone, calling these people that you know clearly know that you were in the wrong. Maybe they were in the wrong, but for the sake of being a peacemaker, you're going to say, you know what? I don't even know what I was mad at you about. Let's just go and put this thing aside. Send them a text. Send them an email. You done threw your kids out the house, you know, because they done did. Call your kids, you know? Mm -mm. Go ahead. Redeem that. Redeem the time to have good relationships with any and all, if possible. The peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. And here's your why for recovery. Yield yourself to God and be always ready to do his will, regardless of risk. Matthew 5.10. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yielding yourself, right? That's the eight steps through recovery. Reliance, encouragement, commitment, obedience, volunteering, examining your heart, redeeming your time, and yielding yourself to God. That's how that works, right? And, and as far, let's look here. As far as the lepers were concerned, they were on their normal path of life, right? Doing what they always did. They were probably just hanging outside the city gates. Didn't have, you know, they were just, just there saying, man, what are we going to do today, you know? Thinking that they were separated from everyone, including God, right? But what happened when, when it said, what does the um, scripture tell us here? While Jesus was in one of the towns, right? So who comes along? Jesus in one of the towns, right? So maybe they had been going in the wrong directions, trying to put a gap between themselves. They was tired of being um, bullied, tired of being laughed at, tired of being mocked. So they were trying to put a gap between themselves and everyone everybody else, right? But Jesus met them on that journey. Amen. Y'all see how I did that right there? They may not have been looking for him. They just out minding their business. But if you read through that scripture, you can't help but wonder, maybe he was on a mission to find them, right? The same way some of us may have gotten off the path. We wasn't looking for him, but he just popped out like, bam, I'm right here, right? He's like, I'm here to bring you back into recovery, right? At some point or another, bound by our sins and going the wrong directions and Jesus has set us back on the right path. He turned us around and put our feet back on solid ground, right? Salvation is by grace 
through faith. There's nothing that you did, nothing that you can ever do to deserve it, right? Salvation is God's free gift. All you have to do is open yourself up and receive it, right? That's my message for you tonight, right? I love y'all. I truly do. I hope you found something that maybe opened up your heart a little bit. I hope you found something that maybe said, hmm, let me go back and do a little bit more research on this. Hmm, I want to know a little bit more about this Jesus she talking about. I want to know a little bit more about this God, right? That's how we do it around here, right? And remember, for yesterday is but a dream. Tomorrow is only a vision, but today well lived makes every yesterday a dream of happiness and every tomorrow a vision of hope. I love y'all. Walk good. Do good. Be good. Y'all know how we close it out? Tornado, I'm out of here. I love y'all. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.